end December 2025. A tight monetary policy stance, favorable base drifts, relative stability on the foreign exchange market, and a favorable food harvest are expected to outweigh inflationary pressures over the near term. In the outlook, the external sector's performance will largely depend on the conclusion of negotiations with the country's external creditors. Also, the Bank of Ghana's policy thrust will remain focused on increasing external buffers through sustainable means. The exchange rate is expected to remain stable, supported by continued progress with the implementation of the IMF-supported program. Expected inflows from the COCO syndication loan, the second tranche of the IMF loan, mining inflows, and the BOG's continuation of the Gold for Oil program. The main risks to the center outlook include increasing uncertainty about geopolitical tensions and volatility in commodity prices. Mr. Speaker, the IMF Executive Board approved Ghana's three-year three billion IMF supported post-COVID-19 for economic growth on the 17th of May 2023 after the government of Ghana secured a staff level agreement on the program in December 2022. The program, as you know, aims to restore macro stability and debt sustainability, build resilience through the implementation of wide-ranging and strong structural reforms in key sectors of the economy, and lay the foundations for stronger and more inclusive and private sector-led growth while protecting the poor and the vulnerable. Mr. Speaker, the IMF-supported PCPEC is assessed semi-annually by the IMF through an IMF staff review mission, followed by final approval by the IMF Executive Board. Disbursements under the program are tied to successful completion of each review. The reviews assess our progress towards meeting the quantitative performance criteria, indicative targets, and structural benchmarks. Mr. Speaker, I'm glad to inform this August House that based on the IMF's own assessment at the staff level, after the first review, Ghana met all the six quantitative performance criteria. The two out of the three indicative targets, the two met a flow on social spending, a flow on non-oil public revenue. The indicative target on zero net accommodation of variables was extended largely to the ongoing negotiations of energy sector IPP on legacy debt. And six of the seven structural benchmarks due end 2023 were also met, and subsequently the sevens have been met. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal incentives and reliefs I announced previously are in line with government's five-year growth strategy, which was approved by Cabinet in August 2023. This is to stimulate and sustain economic growth even as we restore macroeconomic stability under the IMF back program. The first phase, which is a 14-month program, essentially focuses on scaling and prioritized assistance programs and attracting private sector investments to deliver rapid results without significant demands on budgetary resources. As a speaker, the growth strategy prioritizes key sectors of the economy, including agriculture, agribusiness, and aquaculture, trade, industry, and export promotion, tourism, 
as well as digitization and technology. The recently launched Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue will support this path of growth. A permanent steering and technical committee co-led by the Ministries of Finance as well as Ministry of Trade and Industry and the private sector and supported by development partners is being set up to drive this collaboration for growth. Mr. Speaker, last year I discussed the enormous impact of the food import bill on exchange rate volatility and inflation. I made clear how unsustainable the imports are and the need to change course. The growth strategy therefore supports the implementation of interventions that increases our capacity to produce deepen value chains, facilitate and modernize storage facilities, and increase the shelf line of products. These improvements are expected to help support exports, build forests, exchange buffers, and reduce inflation. Of earmarked, of earmarked funds. Mr. Speaker, we would also like to appreciate on this level the contributions of key stakeholders, including the managing director, the management and staff of the IMF, the World Bank, the AFDP, and development partners who play diverse roles in this journey. Mr. Speaker, we are equally grateful to the Council of State CSOs, labor unions, employees association, AGIFBOs, think tanks, and research institutions, and all other stakeholders who played various roles in the process. Let me note, Mr. Speaker, Labour's remarkable composure and historic agreement yesterday to ensure that our discussions with the fund was not derailed. We thank Labour for this. Mr. Speaker, Granting for Food and Jobs 2.0. Mr. Speaker, Honorable Minister, Honorable Minister, just a minute. Honorable Members, in line with Order 42 of the Standing Orders of our House, I hereby direct that sitting be held outside the normal sitting hours. Honorable Minister, you may now continue. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, in seeking to change the course of the agriculture sector, the President in August 2023, with the new Minister of Agriculture, launched the Planting for Food and Jobs 2.0. By design, PFJ 2.0 places greater emphasis on value chain approaches and focuses on strengthening linkages between actors along eligible agriculture commodity value chains, broadly categorized into grains, roots, and tuber, vegetables, and poultry. The PFJ has a special focus on poultry to address the heavy reliance on imports. Accordingly, 15 anchor farmers and 500 outgrowers in five regions, Ashanti, Greater Accra, Bono, Bono East, and Eastern regions, will be selected to produce 
65,000 metric tons of broilers in 2024. Mr. Speaker, the significant shortfall between demand and domestic production of vegetables requires urgent action, especially considering the impact of the recent supply disruptions from the Sahelian region. The engagement of onion producers and importers prior to this 2024 budget revealed the importance of developing an onion, an onion index to track the production. The engagement of onion producers and importers prior to this 2024 budget revealed the importance of developing an onion index to track the production, distribution, and consumption of the commodity. It emerged during this engagement that in 2022, demand for onions was 314,000 metric tons, while the local production was 179,000 metric tons. In addition, the national demand for tomatoes in 2022 was estimated at 1.3 million metric tons, while local production stood at 468,000 metric tons. These are two prominent vegetables in the Ghanaian households. Mr. Speaker, PLG2 therefore seeks to improve the supply and utilization of high-quality inputs, facilitate credit guarantees for aggregators to procure improved seeds, fertilizers, and pesticides, and supply them on zero-interest credit terms to vegetable farmers in the immediate and short-term future. Furthermore, the condition and capacity of existing warehouses will be improved to enhance the condition and capacity in storing bumper harvests and maintaining price stability. Mr. Speaker, the growth strategy also aims to boost fish production, mostly through increased focus on oceanic and inland earthen ponds. The goal is to support fishermen, fish farmers, and fish processors in our coastal regions. The interventions planned in this subsector include direct support for production, distribution, and storage of fish, as well as producing and supplying over 110,000, 110 million liters of premised fuel using gasoline and condensate. Mr. Speaker, part of PFG2's program strategy is to support the private commercial agriculture under the Economic Enclaves Project. Towards this, priority has been given to securing and developing lands to offer security of tenure for large-scale agriculture investments. The focus on large-scale commercial agriculture is to harness the benefits of scale and scope of economies, promote the adoption of technology for efficiency and standardization, as well as support price stabilization efforts. As of December 2022, three enclaves in Kasonya, Greater Accra, Kumewu, Ashanti, and Banda Oti region were operational. Five out of five other enclaves are planned in 2024 to promote value addition, integration, and deepening aggregation and value chain systems to serve as economic growth goals. The three operational EEPs will lead to production of 160,000 metric tons of rice by end of 2024, over 110,000 acres of land in cultivation for the key staples, private sector actors investing 
on EEP will provide employment for the youth of a target of at least 5,000 jobs. Already, Mr. Speaker, 10 private sector actors have responded to the expression of interest to predominantly act as anchor farmers on the developed lands. Government will also pursue the interest expressed by other international private sector operators to unlock investments and technology for the economic enclave projects. We are also using the EEP to leverage catalytic financing from key partners, including MasterCard Foundation and the African Development Bank. To implement the economic enclave at scale and speed, as I mentioned, Ghana City's one billion has been allocated to Millennium Development Authority to complement PFJ 2.0. This funding will be dedicated to providing critical infrastructure, including irrigation canals, as well as cleaning and developing, developing land for private sector actors in the EEP. Other key interventions under the Ghana CARES program, such as the completion of a foundry, will benefit from this funding. MEDA has a remarkable record from the implementation of two compacts under the Millennium Challenge Corporation, one of which was agriculture and agribusiness. They continue to demonstrate experience and ingenuity that will accelerate the delivery of the growth goals to transform agriculture in our country. Mr. Speaker, the Digital Youth Village as a key initiative under Ghana CARES involves collaboration between the Ministry of Communication and Digitalization, Ministry of Finance and University of Ghana to support tech entrepreneurs and create vibrant tech hubs. To date, the DYB project has completed the design, land, location, site clearance, as well as securing an architect and contractor initiating the construction phase. Phase one of DYB project is expected to be completed before end December 2024. Mr. Speaker, in the area of trade, industry, and export, the key operations under 1D1F free zones, export promotion, strategic and core industries, and business regulatory reforms have been prioritized under the growth strategy. Altogether, earnings from non-traditional export are expected to increase to 4 billion and 4.8 billion in 2024 from 3.51 billion in 2022. 271 licensed free zone companies are expected to increase earnings to 2.19 billion in 2024 compared to earnings of 1.8 billion from 207 licensed free zone companies in 2022. Mr. Speaker, Ghana remains the preferred tourist destination in the sub-region. A steady stream of domestic and international tourists also requires dedicated spaces in cities to drive a night economy and tourism. As we promote, promote December in Ghana initiatives, we'll also work towards enhancing security and the lightning infrastructure. A tax force comprising public regulators and private sector actors has already been established to drive the night economy initiative and the public-private partnership arrangements. Mr. Speaker, on 14th November 2022, almost exactly a year ago, 
government launched the Youth Start Initiative as a direct response to the employment challenge facing our country. Through this initiative, government sought to create an entrepreneurial nation by providing training, competitive funding, access to markets and technology to our youth. This is to cause a cultural shift and guide our teaming youth into entrepreneurship by assisting them to start to build and grow their own businesses. Mr. Speaker, a year on, the preparatory works have been completed. The three components of the initiative, Youth Start District, Entrepreneurship Program, Commercial Program, and the Youth Start Grace Program have also been developed and piloted successfully. On 20th September 2022, government signed an MOU with 11 banks and the Ghana Association of Bankers to support entrepreneurs gain access to capital to enhance their business. The Ghana Association of Banks have worked with us to train the participating financial institutions on the program and have completed the design of a technology platform to receive applications. The National Banking College has also been engaged under the program to train beneficiaries on behalf of the participating banks. Mr. Speaker, the Ghana Enterprises Agency and the National Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program has been brought together as a cohesive unit to co-lead the district entrepreneurship component of the USAT program. The Speaker, all is set to accelerate the implementation of USAT. We are working with our partners, the World Bank, to secure additional financing, Mr. Speaker, of 150 million US dollars. On our own, we are committing 200 million Ghana cities to ensure that more young persons are supported into entrepreneurship. Mr. Speaker, the Ghana Integrated Albanian Development Corporation, through their strategic partners, has completed the Mineral Resource Estimate Report that has been prepared in line with Joint Oil Reserves Committee standards. The results of the report indicate significant bauxite quantities, making the project a commercially viable one. Mr. Speaker, the master plan has been reviewed and given a seal of approval by KPMG. To ensure, Mr. Speaker, the various mineral discoveries are informed, deposits of iron ore are commercially viable, a high-level mineral resource study has been commissioned by GSDEC, working with the private partners. The capital incentive activity has been uploaded to Ghanaian private partners to produce a standard bankable report at no cost to the government of Ghana. This is to ensure that the integrated iron and steel industry is not faced with a continuous decline of domestic production and processing of metallic minerals and associated dependence on foreign supplies for our needs. Mr. Speaker, key interventions to improve the business environment include enhancing the business regulatory reform, crowding in private sector financing of 20 billion through foreign direct investments, and amendments to the GIPC Act has been completed and submitted to Parliament. The Speaker, the group strategy sets ambitious targets for easing access of the domestic private sector, including medium and long-term finance at competitive rates. Government will leverage the plans 
of the Development Bank of Ghana, GESEL, Venture Capital Trust Fund, and the Ghana Investment Infrastructure Fund to provide loans, partial guarantees, and venture capital to private entities with transformational and strategic projects in agriculture. Mr. Speaker, channels would include the Development Bank of Ghana to increase the lending volume of the Development Bank of Ghana to 2 billion CDs for 2024. For Gezel to provide 350 million partial risk guarantees to leverage private sector participation in the agricultural sector. Government will also support DBG for fundraising of an additional billion dollars in 2024 to support their work. Mr. Speaker, the IFC working with government will pursue 500 million commitment of financing from the World Bank's IFC as a partner in Ghana's mutual prosperity dialogue. The recapitalization of banks. Mr. Speaker, government and the World Bank will recapitalize the banks through the Ghana Financial Stability Fund and the financial sector program. With over 10 billion CDs, Mr. Speaker, to enable aggressive financing of private sector businesses. Mr. Speaker, the banks will be recapitalized in the coming week. Furthermore, Venture Capital Trust will be given additional funds to ensure that the private sector has access to that. Mr. Speaker, the stock of global debt as a share of global GDP was 258% last year. Moreover, as of 2022, the stock of public debt was 238%, 9 percentage points higher than in 2019. To return Ghana to a path of debt sustainability from a debt to GDP ratio of 89%, Mr. Speaker, we aim to be at 66% this year. The goal is to achieve a 55% debt to GDP ratio and 18% revenue to GDP ratio over the medium term. Mr. Speaker, Ghana completed the first phase of the DDEP in February 2023, where 82 billion CDs of old domestic debts were exchanged for new bonds. In this process, Mr. Speaker, average coupon of 9.1% were achieved where participation rate of 84%. Mr. Speaker, we have come to the end of the domestic debt exchange program and need to focus on the standard debt restructuring to further improve the debt trajectory. Even today, even more to enable us reach the target landing zone of 55%. Mr. Speaker, discussions with the Eurobond investors are continuing. We have given a broad outline of 20 to 40% haircut under 20 years and interest rates of less than 5%. Ghana bilateral creditors, Mr. Speaker, are also working with us and we expect the OCC, Mr. Speaker, to come up with a memorandum of understanding which would ensure that this body co-chaired by France and China will deliver the appropriate MOU to the IMF for their board meeting next week. Mr. Speaker, we envision that in the coming week, 
Also, extensive um, discussions of our IPPs um, should lead to some resolutions on uh, our payments of energy systems. And Mr. Speaker, I'm confident that this will successfully be done in the coming uh, few days or weeks. The fund, Mr. Speaker, is also offering um, $250 million uh, from the World Bank, supported uh, by subfund targeted at qualifying banks and SDIs, and a city equivalent of $500 million um, of GOG-funded subfund that will help, as I mentioned, to recapitalize a state-owned financial institution, as well as potentially supporting other indigenously controlled financial institutions. In addition, a provision of $4 billion has been made in the 2024 budget to address NIB, distressed SDIs, and other outstanding legacy policies in the financial sector. Notwithstanding the ongoing litigation commenced by shareholders of Black Shield Capital Management Limited, formerly Gold Shield Securities, the SEC will continue to engage the official liquidator and clients of the defined Black Shield to reach a consensus on a framework for a bailout intervention and an amicable resolution to the impact. Mr. Speaker, in the 2024 budget, government will build on the significant investment that has been made to date and promote its key interventions covering social spending, infrastructure governance, security, and climate change. Mr. Speaker, on social spending, the government's flagship free senior high school and TVET programs continues to create and expand access to secondary school education in the country. In a generation's time when we have a more educated population which sustains social mobility and cohesion, we appreciate the significance of these decisions. In the year under review, we continue to support, Mr. Speaker, far from this, in the, in the year under review, we continue to support a total of 448,000 first year senior high school students, bringing the total beneficiaries for 2023 academic year to 1.3 million students. In 2024, the implementation of this transformative initiative will continue. Mr. Speaker, we continue feeding grants for over 7,500 students in special schools and capacitation grants to all public basic schools across the country. Additionally, registration fees of over 471,000 prospective candidates from public junior high school for the BCE were paid to guarantee that all candidates will sit for the examination. It's a seeker support for beneficiaries of the LEAP program was sustained in 2023. Government invested some 298 million to support 350,000 families. In 2024, the program will be improved financing by 50% more and continue to provide meals to more schools to enhance basic school enrollment. The National Health Insurance Scheme, Mr. Speaker, is now active with coverage of 16 million people representing 80% of the targeted group. 
efforts to integrate the Ghana card into the enrollment system are progressing steadily. Mr. Speaker, over 70, 740 million uh, has been expended, invested to feed over 3.8 million pupils one half meal a day in 10,000 of our public basic schools. In 2024, the program continued to provide hills to enhance basic school enrollment. Mr. Speaker, we continue to improve on our road networks and Mr. Speaker, once the official creditor committee has made its announcement, we will continue of all the standardly founded projects that will be resumed. However, the overwhelming projects are ongoing and are at various stages of completion. Kumasi Lake Road and Drainage Extension Project is completed. Reconstruction of Bichem Techimanshia Akumadin Road is 71% complete. Construction of flyover on the Accra Motorway from Flap Port Runabout is 60% complete. Phase two of the Tama Motorway runabout, including construction of the third tier of the interchange, is 56% complete. Construction of four major bypasses at Osino, Enyinem, Inyurisi, and Konongo along the Accra Kumasi Highway commenced in 2023 and at various stages of completion. Reconstruction of Aguna and Kwantatoka Road is 44% complete. Dualization of four main roads and traffic management works. 100% complete. Selected roads in second D and Takradi phase one is 28% complete. Dualization of Insawam of Fancourt Road, including the widening of the road to 10 lanes over six lane expressway and four lane service road interchanges at Amasaman, Kobima, 